you so much for joining us today on Skip the Tutorial. I wanted to take a minute to remind everybody that we do have t-shirts available. And to get to those t-shirts, they're on our Twitter page, which you can find at stt underscore pod, or on our Facebook page at facebook.com backslash skip the tutorial pod. They should be linked right up to the top. You just got to click that link. You can order your t-shirt. Uh, it's a way to help support our show, make sure this thing stays free. Um, and just, you know, we want to put out good quality product. Also, we want to remind you that you can find us at Instagram at Instagram.com uh, backslash skip the tutorial podcast. And you can find us on Podbean or CastBox or iTunes. And remember, we still have a contest every month. You leave us a review, you're entered into a chance to win a $35 Amazon gift card. We appreciate it and enjoy the show. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. Welcome to this week's edition of Skip the Tutorial, the number one video game podcast on Gilbert Gottfried's Twitter timeline. <laughs> <laughs> I am a. What are your hosts this week? Bryant. Ferg Daniels, and joining me across the universe on Skype is none other than Todd Rocky Fortner. What's going on, man? Humdualah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man, it's just another another wonderful day, man. Much appreciated as usual, my brother. How you feeling? How you doing? Man, I am feeling fantastic. It's another fantastic day in the place that we call the USA. Yes, uh, sir. <laughs> controversial statements now when you claim to be from the united states if i go overseas i'm going to start claiming to be from canada canada seems like a nice place oh, canada oh <laughs> uh, no not after what happened with push your tea this week oh nah, yeah canada, canada's, canada's getting bombs dropped on them push your tea bombs Woo, those push your oh, tea man. bombs man those are some dangerous man. bombs man push your tea man let, let me run this by you real quick bro is push your tea just like set out to murder drake <laughs> like oh that's what hey that's he comes from that era son <laughs> that's, and then oh man it's just oh he's the wrong guy to push the buttons on like he's been he's been doing that for a minute it's 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 funny i, I felt real patriotic after that i ain't gonna lie because <laughs> Drake had killed that dude after i'm upset i was like oh man it's, you know what i mean yeah, like, yeah, like, I, kinda, yeah. I, I grew to to drake every now and then he, he couldn't you know it's some all right music or whatever but he's still from canada bro he is, man. He's still from Canada. He was on Degrassi, uh, playing little Stevie, <laughs> the 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 guy in the wheelchair at the end of the season. I mean, it was a it was a heartfelt episode. Don't get me wrong, man. It was man, a heartfelt push episode. Push put some tariffs on his ass. That was just ah. <laughs> uh, I listened to that shit. You know what I'm saying? I listened to that. What other option does Drake have right now except just to roll up on Pusha T? Like, what other option? He ain't got one. It's been a long time I've actually felt bad for somebody. Like, like ooh. I, the first time I heard it, I was like, I don't, this is kind of dope because it's got the Jay-Z track. But I, it took me, like, two times to listen to it. The second time, I, I, I was like, oh, no. He's he's talking about his friend dying. Ooh, like, yeah. damn. That was some rough. Like, that's a beef beef. This is like. I ain't heard a beef track like that since probably like hit him up where Pac just like straight out went out for Biggie. Like just, you know, ended it with I'm going to kill your friends. I'm going to kill your family. Man, it was just personal. It got real disrespectful. Like this one. Yeah. Ooh, just lay lay down, Drake. Lay down for a little while. Lay down for a little while, bro. But anyway, man, but good. it's good to good to hear you doing all right in this 
hundred degree weather. It feels uh, it feels uh, good out here, man. It's June, man. I was gonna, Snow cone weather. I was gonna get up and do my lawn this morning, but when I realized it was ninety degrees at eight o'clock in the morning and I had too much scotch last night, I was like, No, that's not no, that's not gonna happen. That's another world where I'm gonna do that. That's not happening today. I'm gonna sit down and no play some thing. Overwatch. That's what I was doing today. Uh real quick though, before we get started. Uh, as we usually do, if you don't know who we are, we are Skip the Tutorial, we're a video game show. What we do every week is me and Todd here get together, we discuss the video games we've been playing, we discuss major beefs in the hip-hop community, uh, <laughs> we discuss... From time to time. From time to time. Uh, we discuss video game news, and we have a roundtable this week. Todd, what's our roundtable this week? Oh yeah, and we discuss whatever the fuck we want sometimes. Yes, yes that's true. Um, roundtable this week... Uh, Actually, was inspired by another podcast I, I enjoy, you know, yeah, um, and yeah. it brought up the question of why the military can't find any recruits. And does that have to do with the advent of int- the Internet and gaming in society? Just that question came up and I was like, well, here, uh, I don't want to make it feel like it was an attack, but I, I, I wouldn't, I'm really interested in exploring it. This is another one where I really would love some feedback from the people that listen. It's not, it's not an answer. It's a question. Yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a good it's a good topic to discuss because you know part of that, and we'll get into some more of this in the roundtable. But you know, it's talking about the evolution of culture, the evolution of humanity, um, and how video games kind of play into that as well. Uh, and before we get started, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to uh, Ryan Stevens uh, on Twitter, who goes by uh, Other White Tofu. Uh, he said <laughs> at STT pod, he, he shouted us out. He said, listen to a random episode, hidden gems episode. Lots of fun. Not sure how I heard about you guys, but good job. Uh, so thank you, Ryan. We really man, appreciate it, man. Much appreciated brother. For real, for real, for real, man. Well, you know, anybody new, new to the tribe is appreciated. And Loki, bro, random shout out to Loki. Mm-hmm. He's still that motherfucker dude. And the Cambodians. All right. Absolutely. Got to get the Cambodians in there. Uh, <laughs> they, they got to show up. It goes show up every episode. Cambodia, bro, remember? Yeah, we're going to have to put up a t-shirt design of shout out to the Cambodians somehow. Uh, yeah, man, if they want it, whatever they want. Absolutely. All right, so we're in the first We're in the first topic this week. We'll be talking about the video games we've been playing. I'm excited. You're excited. Todd, my friend, what have you been playing? You know, I have the rotation rolling now, right? So let's start it off with the quick 2K update. Oh, what? oh. Oh man, what the fuck, J.R. Smith? What the fuck were you thinking, son? Do you think what, LeBron did, you... did LeBron break his hands yet? Like, <laughs> was it like that scene in Goodfellas? <laughs> have you have you seen the memes? Anyway, let me let's stay focused. All right, like you know, uh, everybody playing with Golden State. Fuck you right now. I'm feeling just per. This is a personal thing, just because you know whatever and. Um, now like the souped up team is the Celtics too, because you got to think after the playoffs, all the injured players they they restore the rosters. Them motherfuckers is kind of souped up. I'd rather somebody yeah, play yeah. with with them than Golden State though, man. I'm just hating on the motherfuckers right now. I, I apologize to the Golden State fans. I do like E40, but all right, I've been having you know an update with that playing a little bit of 2K. Good times. Um, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Once again, we're talking rotation talk. So. Vegito came out, the new DLC. Samus came out, um, and I am super excited about like a new team and getting back into that. Like, so I'll be back on that again today. Like, I I'm rejuvenated with my Dragon Ball Fighters. Um, 
Vegito is well worth the downloadable character to me, though. Go like. So, uh, have you explored the move set on the new characters? Have you gotten an opportunity to yeah. go into the move set? Okay. Yeah, I mean, you saw, man. I was streaming this morning. Like, I was so excited listening to the Santeria. You know what I'm saying? And I finally think I've pinned down my team where I'm gonna sit down and like competitive, not competitively, like you know, in a fucking league, but where. I'm going to be on that game for a while. Like, I lock my team down. It's going to be Vegito. Okay. Adult Gohan. Okay. And Trunks. I got to oh, get to work. Man, I, to I can't work. wait to get some more of this stream, you know, man. I'm going to have a couple of other, yeah, I'm going to have a couple of other teams set up. But right now, like, that's the one I'm finna work with exclusively for a minute. And last but not least, and I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say about this because... You know, we both checked out State of Decay 2. Mm. You know, let it simmer Absolutely. for a while and give it a bit of time. Another Xbox exclusive. Um, and, you know, it ties into the rotation aspect of everything. Yeah, it does, um, for sure. For me, it's a, it's, a, it's a good rotation game. Now, it also is a great example of why Xbox is losing exclusive war against Play, PlayStation 4. It is, um, yes. Absolutely. PC... I haven't run into a lot of the bugs a lot of people were talking about, and I know that there's like a 20 gigabyte patch that they're putting up soon. So um, I've had a good time with it. Like it was rated, I believe, 60 something in Metacritic. I don't know. I might be misquoting it. But for me, I give it like 6.7 rating, right? Just for a personal game that I enjoy that, you know, I could have a lot of fun with. And it's not like overwhelming like a triple A game, but it's just something that I, you know, I enjoyed the the strategic aspect of the game. It ran clean for me, um, you know, and the price point was OK. But what I mean, yeah. what do you think about the state of the K2, man? I'm interested to pick your brain on this one. Yeah, you were dead on with the score. Uh, it's got 68 on Xbox One and it's a 70 on the PC. Uh, user score right now is a 5.3. Just to give a little people a little bit of comparison to the first state of decay. Uh, the first State of Decay, actually, let me pull that up real quick because I just had that information. Uh, it looks like the first State of Decay was a 79 and a 78. So it was a little bit higher rated at the time. Maybe it was because it was a little bit more fresh um, to the universe when it came out. Uh, but State of Decay 2, this is my first foray into State of Decay. The This whole universe, this whole building aspect, the strategy aspect. Um Honestly, I find it as a really fun, and this is the strangest thing to say about a survival game, I find it as a really fun casual game. Like <laughs> That's what I'm going to put it yeah. out there. It's a really strange mix, to be completely honest, because there's, there's definitely some casualness to the game, but there's also some very like deep strategy to surviving this zombie apocalypse world. Um, you know, as far as what you build first, how you build up your tower defenses, etc. As far as the bugs, there's only one bug that I've run into, and it has to do with the doors, um, whether or not they're open or closed, and whether or not the there's these invisible barriers that get in your way. Oh yeah, yeah, that's the bug. Yeah, I'm I, with you. I keep hitting that bug occasionally, but I do understand that the 1.2 patch coming out is going to fix some of that. Um, apparently there's certain people who've been having issues with zombies kind of randomly generating and attacking them. Uh, <laughs> I did not know that. I did not experience that myself. I just read about this online. 
I haven't seen video of it, so I'm not really sure. But, you know, that huge patch, that huge update that's coming out, um, you know, here's the thing I'll say is I got it on Xbox One because it is part of the Xbox exclusives program. So if you have the Games Pass, it's free. It's it's not free, but it's free. You know what I mean? You pay 10 bucks a month. It's totally worth it. It is totally worth it. It's it's a lot of fun. It's got some interesting concepts to it. Um, like you said, I think this is a great kind of rotational game. When I don't have anything else I want to play, I can and see you, you hit the nail on the head with uh, you know, if you got the game with Game Pass, yeah, yeah, it's the, perfect. Like I bought it, you know what I mean, and I don't regret buying it. It wasn't. It's not like I'm upset about the purchase, but I think that's the perfect way to consume it, and, and you know, that's that's a good service that they provide with Xbox. But what do you think, like as far as the exclusives are concerned? Now with Sea of Thieves, and now with State of Decay, because. You know, 6.7 for me is like a special rating. That's like yeah. a personal rating. That's like for most people, it'll be trash. But for me, it is, you know, I'll, it'll be a good rotational game. Like I can see myself dipping into it. I like it on the PC where I can just, you know, escape it in that little while when I'm not playing 2K or, or Dragon Ball Z or something yeah. different. So what do you think about like the exclusive battle? The So the exclusivity of this thing is, I mean, Xbox is losing on their exclusives they 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 are i mean even if you have halo 6 come out which supposedly that is announced or around or supposed to be at e3 possibly there's some rumors there um you know marvel has kind of aligned themselves a little bit here with sony so you're getting some marvel slash you know like spider-man's coming to sony um, they've got some other stuff that's going to be coming to Sony. Now, I understand that Spider-Man's coming to Sony because Sony still has interest in the Spider-Man property. Uh, but when you had God of War, Detroit Becoming Human, which is selling crazy right now, that game's huge. Even though it's not our style of game, you know, I recognize the fact that that is a lot of people who are interested in that. And, you know, I talked to one of our mutual friends this week whose uh, partner is playing uh, that game. And just Detroit Becoming Human, apparently the story is just magnificent. It's extremely okay. depressing, but extremely, like, well told. Um, Xbox is getting their butts Like, when you say them. partner, were you, were you saying, like, lethal weapon partner? No, 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 no. Like, like okay, significant okay. other. Significant, they're, not, oh, okay, okay. they're not married, <laughs> but they've been together for, like, 12 years or something. I don't know, man. I just wanted, I had Danny Glover in my head. When Danny Glover. To cut you off. I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> just sitting on the toilet with the bomb oh my god i love those first three movies uh everybody forgets about that weird moment with was it lethal weapon four where mel gibson uses blackface or lethal weapon oh, there was oh, one man. of those that was oh, a weird drake, moment oh, drake again drake, drake comes again. back <laughs> you know i had to that- bring it up bro Come on. Yeah, bro, I think so. I forgot about that. That's a good point. I didn't mean to rabbit trail. I'll no, get no. you off point. You was making a good point, man. I, and now I'm just thinking about how he popped his shoulder in, in like every movie and yeah. how dope of a game that could have been. Oh, that would have been anyway. a great game. Uh, but yeah, going back to the Xbox exclusives, uh, this is a war of attrition and they're losing it. They are losing it slowly. And I can see why, too, because there's a lot of other things that people don't talk about. There's little things on Xbox that are causing the loss first of all first off playstation as far as the ui is concerned just the basic ui way more consumer friendly way more consumer friendly just getting to your games on the xbox can be a hassle my wife who is a gamer does not play on xbox she does not like xbox the reason she does not like playing on xbox is because in her words 
trying to get to the games is too complicated. It's too much work unless you have it pinned to your home screen. Um, there's Xbox problems too. There's a lot of, you know, internet crashing or server crashing. And it's not just one game. It's, I experienced it with State of Decay 2. I experienced it with Sea of Thieves. And I don't know if it's a hardware issue, a connectivity issue. I have none of those issues on my PC, my Switch, my PS4, my PS3. I don't have those issues. But on Xbox One, I always have those issues. And then you talk about the exclusives that come out for Xbox. Just, they're not good. They're just comparatively. Comparatively. Yeah, I mean, look. Look, when I think about PlayStation exclusives, like I think of God of War. I think of Horizon Zero Dawn automatically. And if you put the games up against each other, it's just... Those complete games versus incomplete games. It's, yeah. it's, it's just a business strategy. Yeah. You know, and I think it's an improper business strategy from, from Xbox right now. I don't think consumers are quite ready for that yet. I think they're a little bit ahead of their time. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, it's affecting the bottom line. But um, and it's, I, I don't know. I am interested to see what E3 presents to us from Xbox because yeah. I think this is the biggest one. <sighs> Well, I mean, since they re- since the release of the systems, for yeah, sure, for sure. I mean, because I think we're going to see Crackdown three from Xbox. Oh, I, I think okay. we're going to. Um, Ronald which, Reagan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is, like, I don't want to shit on Xbox because I like Xbox. I like I their mean, customer I service. You. I like I like the way they set up the Xbox exclusives on the Games Pass. I think that's very. I cool. like their. I like their American. They're Americans. Americans. There you go. <laughs> they like guns. I don't know if they like guns, but you know, I like guns. <laughs> I do too. I got I got a couple I my guns. Freedom. I like my freedom. I'm wearing a <laughs> I'm wearing a, my my American flag T-shirt. It's a tongue with an American flag. <laughs> it's crazy. It's funny. I love the shirt. I was thinking about that. I was like, he got this is like perfect. This synergy, baby. Synergy. Right there. I got my Black Panther shirt on. This is North America shirt on. There it is. It is. Which it's, yeah, man. It's going to be complicated for them going forward, though. Microsoft's got a real uphill battle to survive any of this. And now you've got talks about PS5. Like, they, they've already put an end date to the PS4, and Microsoft hasn't even talked about what their next strategy is. And they just seem to be directionless, while Sony seems to have a direction. Nintendo seems to have a direction. That house, but it's the Switch. Oh, the Switch. Yes. I'm so glad I own it. So glad I own it. It's so strange too how the Switch has become like the indie gaming platform. Like that's so bizarre to me that Nintendo has just embraced the indie developers, and I think that's awesome. I don't even get a chance to play it anymore. It just makes me happy that I own it, and yeah. I'm, I'm just looking for like I'm I'm starting to feel the urge to start work walking back to my Switch. Um, yeah, you know, I, you know, I just carry Killmonger around with me all the time, Absolutely. so it's it's, it's yeah. taken away from from the Switch. But um, but yeah, man, I think you're right. I think. Halo Six, yep, has to be great in order for Xbox not to just fall even lower down the down the pecking order for real. You're absolutely right. It's going to have to be fantastic. I mean, it's going to have to blow people away. It's going to have to get the same format or the same. I think what they need from a Halo game, a Halo Six, is kind of like what they did with God of War. Not a complete reconstruction of the concept, but a building of the concept. You know, kind of building it out a little bit more like God of War did. I think you'd get something. A great Halo cool. Six would make me make me get an Xbox finally again Absolutely. after all these years. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I got Games Pass, so I get to play that shit for when it comes out for ten dollars a month. I cannot wait. for Actually, that. I'm lying. I'm lying. I still wouldn't get an Xbox. I'd just play it on <laughs> PC. 
Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, overall, like State of Decay 2, fun casual game. I'd give that about you, like 6.5, 6.7, somewhere around there. You know, it's it's one of those that I'm interested to see where it goes. And like you, I think you hit on a great point earlier when you were talking about these kind of half-made games. Like, Xbox keeps coming out with games where I'm like, I'm interested to see where it goes. Exactly. I, I do Not need, where it is. I do need to get on Sea of Thieves. They just released a whole bunch of stuff that I haven't gotten a chance to explore yet. So I'll be on there a little bit later, um, probably tonight. Uh, as far as other games uh, I've been playing, talking about the Switch, bro, I want to talk about a game real quick called Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. Coming from uh, Koji uh, Igarashi. Igarashi, I think that's how you pronounce it. Igarashi. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to pronounce that name, bro. No, you're doing great, man. You're doing great. I can't talk half the time. I said Semosus. <laughs> I said I can't say it. Well, so here's the thing about Koji, right? He's directed several Castlevania games. If you're looking for that old school Castlevania itch for $10, hell yes. Hell to the yes. This is a great game. I freaking love it. Bloodstained Curse of the Moon, man. Like 10 bucks, and it feels like a 16-bit, 32-bit Castlevania game. Like, so much fun. It's got a lot of abilities that I really enjoy. You've got the abilities to pick up your magic powers, of course. you got the abilities to upgrade your characters. Uh, but the thing that I like, and the upgrades come from within the stages. The thing that I like is every time you beat a boss, you get a new demon partner to take through the levels. And they all have different concepts and abilities. So instead of like upgrading your character to, say, jump higher, you just get a character that jumps higher. And you have to switch out between your characters. The music is fantastic. The boss fights are wonderful. Um, they, they even have the, you have three lives, that sort of thing going on with this game. So it's very old school. It is beautiful. It's wonderful. It is just, man, I'm in love with this thing. This is a great switch platform. I think it's available on other platforms too, but for the switch just specifically. And the switch whole, the whole experience with the switch is amazing. So I, I hear it in your voice. I already know what time it is. I didn't even know about this one. Oh, Gotta pull out the switch again, man. Dude, ten dollars, um, man. That's all I'm saying. Ten dollars. That is totally worth the ten dollars. Like that's a hell of a deal. Hell of a goddamn deal. It is, man. I picked that stuff up. I picked it up a couple nights ago, and I've already played through it a couple of times. It's not a very long game, um, but I'm really enjoying my time with it. I know I say it's not a very long game. I got lost in it, so I couldn't really clock my hours. <laughs> It's one of those things where my wife was like throwing a pillow at me. It's like, would you come to bed? I was like, what time is it? Oh, it's one o'clock in the morning. Like, man, take just take an Ambien, man. Go to sleep. No, no, I'm not taking Ambien. It'll make me racist. I cannot take Ambien. Uh, I'm just saying. Ambien said, Ambien said our product doesn't make you racist. Oh, wait, that's true. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know what? That's right. I don't know if I'm going to believe the pharmaceutical company over the comedian. Who knows? Oh, Who's telling funny. the and truth? This um, and that's funny, man. Oh, God. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> I did check back in, though, this week with Overwatch. Uh, actually, I checked back in the crap out of Overwatch. Like, I've been playing this game. I've probably put another 15 or 16 hours onto the clock this week and the past week alone playing Overwatch. Uh, shout out to Big Willie, as usual, man. Big Willie's that homie, man. He's been on that Overwatch with me. He's been killing it, Hell too. yeah, man. That's, uh, a, that's a STT tarman for real. Hell yeah, he is, man. I think first one to buy a shirt. 
Him or Andrew was. Uh, I think I don't know, man. Andrew clocked it in first. I think. Did he? Did he? I was yeah, kind of wondering Andrew about that. Andrew clocked it in first. I mean, he's the only one that put his picture up. If you got one, man, put your picture picture up so we could tag you. We got to do some random giveaways with that shit, man. We, yeah. You know, we'll talk about that later, probably. Yeah, no, we're definitely going to give some random giveaways on that. Uh, Overwatch, I got to play around with some of the new characters like Orisa or uh, Brigitte or uh, even Doomfist a little bit. Who Doomfist was the first new character that I missed out on. Doomfist is great, man. Terry Crews, man. Just saying. Man, that's Loves dope. I didn't Cruz. even know that. That was my nickname in college. One of them. Doomfist? It uh, wasn't for the reasons. It was just inappropriate. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Nah, here comes Doomfist rolling to the party. Everybody go. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was, it was personal in my, my own mind. Oh, okay. But anyway. Okay. <laughs> nah, Fair man, enough. I'm tripping, bro. Now, nah, I'm excited to hear about your Overwatch, though, man. Yeah, man. I mean, just coming back into it, just, you know, it, it feels like coming home again, you know? It feels like coming back into a game that, um, you know, just kind of embraced me in its warm, warm, loving grasp the first time that I played it. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, seriously, though, man, I love it, Overwatch. Man. I can tell. I can tell. I just had a whole flashback to <laughs> old country home <laughs> back in 1997. Country roads uh, take me home. You know that old nostalgia feeling, man. Yeah, man. Your excitement for Overwatch makes me try to make more time for it, man. Like, or try to try to really get into it. It's it's kind of like with me and Dragon Ball. Yeah. So um, I'm glad um, you and Big Willie been playing. So I'm 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 kind of looking forward to seeing that. You should start streaming, man. I thought about it. I've I've definitely thought about it. Um, I know that I think I kind of want to. I I think I'm going to take this time and opportunity to invite some of the tribe. And just say, hey, look, we're going to be trying to form an STT Overwatch group. It just just to play, just to have fun. We're not trying to go into these tournaments or anything like that. But we're just trying to have fun with it, man. I mean, this is a great game. I mean, I've actually gotten so addicted to it that instead of watching some of the finals, I mean, I did watch game one. I've been switching back and forth between that and the actual Overwatch League grand finals, um, actually playoffs to the grand finals. Um, I'm impressed with this, man. So I put a statement out on Twitter this week from our account talking about how I've never considered or not considered, but I didn't think I'd see the day where e-games were taken as seriously as they are now in America. It's always, it's been like that in South Korea since Starcraft. I mean, that's been a big deal. Uh, but Overwatch, man, look, you watch this, like, it's like watching a live sporting event. They've got an entire crowd of people who are at these events. They've got a halftime um, game analysis. They've got real announcers. Guys who don't sound like they don't know what they're talking about. I mean, these guys sound like they're calling sports games, which is fantastic for me. And I know you because it's we both love sports. We watch our various yes, sports. And having that realistic feeling, it, it applies some legitimacy to this, which I really like. That being said, I'm going to be watching tonight because we got Houston – and Dallas, who are right below the cutoff. They're right below. They're fifth and sixth place. Houston is fifth. Dallas is sixth place. They're only taking four teams to the grand finals. And Dallas, I'm sorry to say this, you sucked the other night. <laughs> that was <laughs> terrible. That was awful, man. Hey, uh, man, what's what's the prize? Do you know it? Uh, the winner? Uh, let me actually check that real quick, though, because the grand finals are actually going to be on July 27th and 28th. The impressive thing to me is they've already sold out. Over 20,000 tickets were sold. Uh, in New York, 
And current top four teams are New York, both LA teams, and San Francisco. So we've got some uh, some interesting lineups. If you want to watch it, it's all on Twitch. I think it's kind of cool that they've done that. Um, you know, I mean, when you've got Jerry Jones, bro, Jerry Jones investing Jerry. into this, man, it's just crazy. Uh, let me yeah, see. man, you know it's about that money, baby. You can't, like, for real. And it I mean, is. it's kind of, isn't it what, like, gamers dreamed of? I mean, at least me looking back. One million dollars. I'm telling you, like, sitting there playing streets. One million? One million dollars. That's the total prize for the team. One million fucking dollars. One you know million what I'm saying, bro? That's crazy. That's worth the time. That is. Four-man teams. What's that? Four-man teams. No, it's five-man. Five man. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a five man team. Um, I just I am just extremely impressed with the way that they've actually handled this. Um, they've just done a fantastic job of running this in a way that is impressive and inclusive, if you will. It's inclusive, and it you can see where they're trying to broaden their scope because I have a feeling that I could put this on in front of my father who knows nothing about video games and loves sports. And he would just think it was a sporting event and he would probably sit down and watch it and probably pick a team. And he wouldn't know what was going on, but he would figure it out eventually because the announcers actually do a good job of explaining it as well. Um, I think it's just, it's a future, it's a future event. It's, it's money to be made in it. You know, it's safer than getting CTE. Uh, yes, it is. Something else will probably come up, though, man. People have died playing games. <laughs> this is true. This is true. We've had people who died in freaking internet cafes. Nobody knew they were dead for 24 hours. Oh, man. It's crazy. Man. It's crazy. All right, but that's been my update. Pretty soon they're going to be coming for our games. Uh, anyway. Well, they've been trying that for years. Let them keep trying. I'll yeah. keep, they're going to have to, cold, they're gonna have to uh, <laughs> pry them out of my cold, dead hands to quote uh, – to quote the NRA hero there, uh, what's his name? What's his butt? The <laughs> I don't know, man. He dead. I mean, hey, man. <laughs> he dead. I'm winning. He's dead. I'm alive. Uh... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> all right, this we'll... is, uh, man, this is always fun. All right, we'll be back with the news. <laughs> Welcome back to Skip the Tutorial, uh, number one video game podcast in Gilbert Gottfried's Twitter account. Uh, we've actually dropped down to number three. He oh. retweeted IGN, and then he retweeted Giant Bomb. I feel really bad well, about that. Yeah. Well, that's what's up. That's what's up. I mean, hey, man, partner family, fuck it. We all can eat. We all, you know. <laughs> that is. That's true. That's what's up. Yeah, if you don't know this, uh, by the way that I was just talking I uh, always have a page pulled up with Gilbert Gottfried's Twitter account. I'm just always refreshing that. I got to stay up on what my Gottfried man is doing. That's it's, that's all I got to do. Uh, that's what you do, Brian. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> it's what I do. I just sit at home and I just refresh I, Gilbert Gottfried's Twitter page all the time. I can't. I mean, I can't lie. I can't. I can't lie. I'm always. I've always got a set of digital ch- titties of Chun Li thighs. <laughs> <laughs> just constantly refreshing. You follow that Instagram account, right? Chun Li's Instagram. Motivation. It, it's motivational. <laughs> oh well, we are into the news segment. We got a lot of news segment this week. News. Uh, cue the news music. Channel Four News with five-time Emmy Award-winning anchor 
Ron Burgundy. Cham Kynes Horts. Rick Tamlin Weather. And your reporter in the field, Brian Fantana. It's Channel 4 News at 6 o'clock. Um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> news is played. First piece of uh, news we got this week is uh, we have lost a, a, a one of the founders, essentially, of the console gaming market. Um, one of the first to really um, create the modern video game era. That's Ted Dabney. Ted Dabney is the co-founder of Atari uh, Video Games, died at 81. He has passed away at 81 years old. Um, you know, he lived a good life. He he lived a long time, 81. That's good to make it. And the dude, yeah, man. without him, we wouldn't be here. That's just flat out the truth. Without Atari, none of us would be here. Because you think about Atari, that's classic, man. That's old school. That's the stuff yeah, that we yeah. grew up on, right? I mean, 2600, man. baby. That was that's what I'm saying. RP, RP, one of our video game ancestors. He's important, and it's I, I felt some type of way because we were just talking about the Atari VCS. Yep, coming out, you know. Um, but you know, he got more years than than we're promised, man. So it's like, you know, RP to to one of the legends in the industry. That's that's dope. Absolutely. Now you're talking about that VCS. I saw the Facebook post on that, and I clicked on it. Um, that thing looks mighty interesting. If you ask yes. me, man. It's pretty cool, you know. It's it's speaking of the Atari twenty six hundred, um, it, it was inspired by that. It has the new controller, the old school controller. You know what yeah. I mean? To get that nostalgia feel. And I mean, you know, people can go read up on it. It's not supposed to like be the NES little mini system or PS four or Xbox. I think it's something designed to be kind of in between. You'll be able to stream, and uh, it just looks kind of cool. I mean, especially for the nostalgia yeah. fans, you know, Bill will probably like this. I yeah. think this will be something like Bill would dig, like for real. Like I know I'll dig it. I might fuck around and we'll see how how things go. That might be something I just wanted in the collection. I mean, I've always wanted to play Pitfall drunk, so maybe this is the way that I can play <laughs> Pitfall completely trashed. And uh, see, I've always wanted to play it sober. So see, look, balance, <laughs> balance. That's what it is, right there, balance. Um. Uh, also, let's see what we got this week. Um. Uh, Detroit Becoming Human has had a release of sales this week. Uh, looks like they placed first place in the UK charts in overall sales. Uh, though it did have a slower launch than Beyond Two Souls or Heavy Rain, the other two David Cage games in that region. Um, even though Cage claimed it was the studio's biggest launch yet. So that's David Cage for you. That guy yeah. is an interesting, he's an interesting character. All I'm going to say this to the audience is if you don't know who David Cage is, uh, he's the creator of these style of games. Go look up some YouTube interviews with him. You will not have more fun watching him answer questions in a very confused and boisterous state of mind, if you will. <laughs> uh, he's kind of erratic. Uh, I like David Cage as a person. He's just a weird dude. Um, it also came out in Japan. It released second in Japan. Um, to Dark Souls Remastered. So it looks like Dark Souls Remastered took over, um, you know, the number one spot, the number one mantle in Japan. Interesting. All right. Another, this one, this this little piece of news, this thing that dropped this week, I, I, I'm interested to get into this, man. I've been, I've been wanting to talk about this with you. Uh, I know I want to get the opinion of our audience on this one. 
So it looks like Active Shooter was a video game that was slated to come out on Steam. Um, Active Shooter apparently puts you in control of a school shooter, which is kind of an interesting concept, if you will. Um, So under some controversy and under some protest uh, from the community, Steam and Valve, or Valve, decided to pull Active Shooter off of uh, Steam altogether. Did not get a release on that. Um, Thank baby Jesus for that shit. What's that? I said thank baby Jesus for that shit. Yes, yeah, yeah. We don't need um, certain things popping up in certain areas. It's So my question to you, uh, I kind of wanted to talk to you about this, Todd, a little bit. Um, I mean, just your overall opinion on this, like the, the, the mindset to create something like this, to put it out on steam, the idea of potential concerns with censorship, even though it's clear that this thing was inflammatory to begin with. Right. I mean, that's what this, the goal of this game was. It was inflammatory. I think (laughs) it's just, I'm glad to hear that people are concerned about self-preservation more so than censorship. In some sense, I don't think it's a censorship issue as much. I don't think we should make yeah. it that. Um, it's just about what's socially responsible and Thank being you. aware of the times, and you know, not wanting to destroy what we we. I mean, this is like opening up the door for destruction. If we already have to deal with politicians talking about gaming, like GTA and everything else like this, that like, what kind of fodder do you think you're gonna give these people releasing a, a active shooter game? You know, and it's where it gives me a little reassurance is that you said that the public spoke up and said, oh, okay, all right. Like, let's collective as a collective, we've come to a decision and they agreed on something. Isn't that great? It's not even about yeah. divisiveness or censorship. I, I believe it's more inclusive self preservation ideals of, okay, you know, and maybe I look at the world kind of flowery and half like the glass is full sometimes on certain issues. So that is a stance I'm going to take on this one you know what i mean as opposed to you know the censorship aspect is like uh, like this type of shit pedophilia things of that nature that as a collective i think we've come to agreements could take it a little bit far in certain um media yeah you know absolutely well i mean so. like i think the a, a clear point that i'd like to make too is because i'm not for censorship of anything and to be clear, this game's not being censored. I, I don't think people realize that being pulled from a market is not censorship. That is just... There it is. I mean, they, they pulled movies from different markets. You can still get the game if you truly want to get the game. That's not an impossibility. You just can't get it on Steam. And I think that's very conscious and very... Um, I'm not going to say courageous because Steam should have never let this game like even get this far, to be real honest. Uh, but I am going to say it's very responsible of Steam to go ahead and pull this game after public outcry. Um, now, here's the thing about this game is intentionally inflammatory product has a tendency to not be artful. I'm not saying this game couldn't be artistic or make a social commentary if it was truly meaning to. I don't have any experience with this game. I don't, I'm not going to. Um, I've seen screenshots. That's the most I've got. Now, that being said... It seems to me like the creators of this game did this intentionally to be inflammatory, to sell product because of controversy. And I think it kind of backfired in their face. And I personally think that's a good thing because exploitation to me 
there's a difference between social commentary and exploitation. And Correct. it's a real fine line. It's a very fine Correct. line. This, to me, felt very exploitative and less, you know, co- like commentary that could be interesting in a game itself. Um, especially interesting, educational, maybe, you know, empower as opposed to empower the correct type of people, not the people that are already seeking this kind of glory. And, you know, we got to figure out what's going on with that shit. But that's a whole nother fucking subject on on just the influx on active shooting and and overall mass shootings and everything else. So, I mean, I don't think people just need the, the constant reminder of it. So, like you said, it's not like Steam was heroic. They were just no. like, well, fuck it, we'll put it out. Like I said, if somebody sat back there, honestly, was like, probably be kind of fun, though. You know what I mean? But it's like, at least that that just goes to show, show the, the mindset of, and the power of the tribe, man. When you put your, put your stuff together, it's like, okay, collectively, we can't agree on something. We don't have to stalemate on everything and just understand that it, it could have more of a negative effect on everybody. So, you know, cheers to the people. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Cheers to everybody. I mean, this is it's a good thing that we all came together on this and just said, no, this is too much. This is too far. This debate's already going on in the United States on gun control and all these issues. And, you know, school shooting is a big point of that debate. School shootings. And, you know, I mean, the fact is, too, is that this only flames the fires and we don't need that. We really don't need that. We need to start. In my opinion, I think we need to start focusing on what we can do as a collective to reduce and address mental health issues, um, you know, address violent childhoods. I mean, there's a whole lot of stuff that's a lot more. This issue is a lot more complicated. We'll get into it later eventually. But, you know, it's simple for me. I live in America. I need more guns (laughs) anyway. That's I have exactly the right to self-defense. I've come to. I've come to. You think I'm bullshitting? I've come to the choice and the decision. I need more. I need more guns. I need to protect <laughs> myself from the military. So give me military weapons. I want I automatic rifles. That's a whole other situation, bro. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, look, and anybody listening, you have to understand. Me and Todd both like guns. I own guns. I'm not saying you shouldn't be allowed to own a gun. We're not saying that at all. We're just saying that the issue is there's some things out there that are just like make this issue a little bit more complicated for other people. That's all I'm saying. If you've been in a mental health institution, if you've worked in a mental health institution, if you've been around that, you understand why some of these problems exist just a little bit more than the regular public would. Just saying. Um, next piece of news. So I don't know if anybody in the, our audience heard about this. We made a little bit joke about it. Roseanne went on Twitter and said some really crazy ass shit. And we're going to tie this back <laughs> to video games. We're going to tie back back to video games and humor because we deal, our lane is in humor. Um, but Boogie, man, Boogie2988, if you don't know who Boogie is, hold man. Hold on, man. Hold on. Let, let's stop right there. My I, my lane ain't in humor for shit. Ain't shit funny about me, man. <laughs> it's this life I live is serious than a motherfucker. <laughs> Say, bro. <laughs> Fuck that. You kill it. This ain't funny games. <laughs> <laughs> Todd, this is specifically a video game podcast. It's oh, we are oh, games. I forgot wrong wrong one, man. <laughs> wrong one. My bad. Wrong podcast My this bad. week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh Boogie, if you don't know him, he's on YouTube. He's a he's a great YouTuber. I mean, he's one of the guys that I like a lot. I know you follow Boogie too. You watch Boogie stuff, right? Yeah, man, I fuck with Boogie. He, he on my he on my list of folks, man. Um, what's up, man? I think him. You know, I like my Angry Joes. I like my Black Nerds. You know, what I'm saying it's a couple of people that I fuck with. Hopefully, you know, if they hear this, 
You know what I'm saying? Fuck with us. You know what I mean? We need to, you know, whatever. But uh, yeah, I, I just, you know, you've been bring. We was talking about the Roseanne shit, so I was just like, damn, you, you brought up the Boogie thing. I was like, damn, Boogie was talking about that because I missed it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, you know, it, I, Boogie didn't. He released a tweet saying, "Well, if I defended Roseanne Barr, regret it now." I read his original Twitter statements. Um, I don't think Boogie was defending Roseanne in any way. What he was talking about was the use of humor to de- deconstruct uh, racial tension and deconstruct racist ideas. Um, you know, and he brings to example some in light of stuff like All in the Family or Richard Pryor or, you know, comedy that's been used for generations. He's saying that Roseanne said was despicable. He's not defending Roseanne specifically. So I saw this whole Twitter mob kind of attack Boogie after this. And, you know, it's that it's that. It's that culture of inflammatory, like people just want to be offended by people saying stuff. Now, what Roseanne said was offensive. It was awful and terrible. It was not a joke. It was not humor. So I think they mistook what Boogie was saying as she was making a joke. What he was saying is she's a comedian who said something really terrible. And just humor does have a place. Humor has a place in our society. And I just wanted to come to, not defense of Boogie necessarily, but just to say, hey, you know, maybe if you're out there reading Twitter and you see somebody say something, maybe think a little bit about what they're saying and what they're saying it in regards to. Like, we can all agree what Roseanne said was just racist bullshit. Like, that's all that was. That wasn't even a joke. That was just racism. Just flat out coming from an old old white lady. I mean, business as usual. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've talked about this shit. It's, it's, it's... That's not like the big news. If you want to talk about like racism, it's it's more. I mean, honestly, in my opinion, that like that's just like a super distraction. Or no, that's that yeah. shit for people to discuss. That's not truly affected by racism. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. They want to have that. Like you're not truly affected by it. So that's like a simpler, softer subject to focus on, as opposed to like real issues and real things that are happening. Like it's not like black folks are sitting around really giving a fuck about Roseanne. That's kind of pretent- pretentious perspective. On some old Twitter beef shit yeah. between, you know what I'm saying, the right and the left, and making it political. Where, <laughs> like, I, my my concern that I saw this week, you already know, you know what I mean. Just to kind of piggyback off of the, of the Roseanne issue, I was just like, Kim Kardashian is meeting with the president about Thank prison you. reform and sentencing. Like, these are conversations. Like, if you're gonna have a healthy debate or uncomfortable conversation for potential growth to bring things together and have good ideas like making sure you take active shooter simulations off of you know steam and major platforms like that might be a a a subject if you want to make something political like that's the actual thing to talk about roseanne okay that should come and go i'd rather see more memes about jr smith going to the liquor store in the motherfucking finals (laughs) man that was my controversy this week jr why'd you dribble it out why'd you dribble it out and push it to like that's you know what I'm saying like uh you know beefing with, with Canada fuck Canada though man Drake anyway <laughs> I need sorry, I but... need I need push it to to put out a diss track on J.R. Smith I'm just saying uh, just something something yeah. yeah imagine after that game like there's just like this casino like moment where J.R. comes to the locker room and you got LeBron sitting behind a table and he's like put your hand on the table and he pulls that <laughs> hammer out <laughs> he's like what are you gonna do LeBron <laughs> 
<laughs> I just can't imagine that, dude. Oh, man, because I'm not watching them anymore. I'm not watching nope. the playoffs anymore. Man. I'm going to watch I mean, the Overwatch. Let me, say that. let me not say that. Let me not say that. It's just I don't I don't have the, the major desire. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, this is four years in a row of this crap. Uh, I'm going to be watching Overwatch. That's what I'm going to be doing. Uh, rooting on my Dallas and Houston team. If we can't, if we can't beat Golden State, maybe we can beat San Francisco or somebody getting the finals. Overwatch. That's what I want. That's what I want, man. I want James Harden there cheering my Houston team on. That's just all I'm saying. It'll uh, happen. Fear One the day. beard. Fear the beard. Um. All right. Here's here's a piece of news. Uh, this is getting back to video gaming. Um, so we're getting a trailer for Anthem. Apparently there's a, uh, there's a new short video out. That's going to be teasing a trailer on June 9th. Here's why I bring this up. This is for Anthem. I get it's for EA and stuff. When did we start getting teasers for trailers? That's my question. That's a great question. I don't, I don't even know when this happened. I don't even know when this was created, sir. I just want Anthem not to fucking suck. I must continuously say that same thing. Yeah. Like I, yeah, I mean the the big prediction from EA um, at E3 2018 is, and I've been reading this, is they're gonna come they're gonna come out on a very apologetic platform and kind of a beg for forgiveness thing because let's be real honest, EA's had a rough couple of years of screwing shit up for the video games and for people who love these video games and these products. So they're gonna come out begging on their hands and knees. Probably saying, please give us more of your money and trust. Because I don't want EA to fail. I mean, to be real honest, I don't want EA to fail. That's a big gaming community. That's a big gaming company. They've been around for a long time. I just want EA to stop playing really bullshit type of games with their customers. Man, it's not. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't either. Not not anytime soon, at least. No. Not anytime no. soon, man. I don't yeah. think so. Um, yeah. All right, what else do we got here? Uh, Evolve. Do you remember the game Evolve, Todd? Yes. It yeah. looks like it's devolved into nothingness. <laughs> it has. It's devolved into nothingness. If you liked Evolve, if you're a fan of Evolve, I never actually got around to playing Evolve. Uh, I wanted to so bad, but I just it just got shat on so thoroughly that I was just like, I heard it wasn't like the worst game of all time, though. I just heard that the concept was cool and the execution was very poor. Um, it's the same thing that they've done with, uh, they tried that with the Friday the 13th game. It's the same style of game. Um, everybody trying to bite on the heels of, uh, Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2. And mm. they just, mm -mm. Uh, but uh, if you liked Anthem or Evolve, uh, their servers are shutting down on September 3rd. So you've got approximately three months to play that game if you want to. I'm sure that you could find it for a quarter on eBay. I am 99% sure that that game goes for about a quarter now if you truly wanted to play it. Um, so here, get in your get in your Evolve time if you want. All right, biggest piece of news this week. Biggest piece of news this week. Shaq Fu, Legend Reborn, which is coming out on June 5th, has got its first DLC called Barack Fu, where you can play as <laughs> Barack Obama in order to settle your score with Kanye West. Bro, I've seen some of the gameplay for this. Uh, this breaks out my inner 12-year-old, and it just, to me, even it reinforces even further how great the Switch is because it has games for everybody. You got Mario, you got Kirby, you got Bayonetta. They fucked around and got Shaq. Fool, are you serious? As niche as that's going to be, 
I'm I'm not gonna be able to help but play fucking Shaq Fu. That's gonna <laughs> like too. right when I thought I had stopped fucking with the switch, I'm like, you're gonna see me, you're gonna see me at work, and I'm gonna be like, fuck it, I gotta get a few minutes in with Shaq Fu because it's fucking stupid. It's fucking so Shaq. Stu- <laughs> like I cannot like, believe this is a thing. I can't wait. I can't wait, bro. I cannot wait for this shit. It's just uh, I don't know, man. This the switch is is still killing it. It's, it's a must own system. It's done it yep. and made yep. itself must own for real. Like. You gotta go ahead and get it. Make it happen, man. Even if you're out there trapping, go ahead and get you a switch, man. If you fuck with the games, man, it might help you stay more active. Yeah, thank you. Out and about and still gaming. You dig? Yeah, I mean, Shaq Fu is a thing, man. Like, we're talking about this is 2018 and Shaq Fu is coming back. Do you remember the disappointment of Shaq Fu when it came out? Do you You know what, though? Yes, yes, I do. But the nostalgia in me just thought it was cool that Shaq put out a product. I agree. I absolutely agree. I'm going to get this game regardless. <laughs> like, that's the thing is I'm going to get this game just it, because man. I want to <laughs> know. I just want to know. <laughs> just gotta, and just doesn't it feel good to think about the traveling aspect with it? Like, I would not get yeah. this on PS4 no. or, or any, like, standard. I wouldn't get it on PC simply because it's on the switch and it you experience it that way it's like okay this this might be kind of fucking like i play kirby kirby is like a weird kind of niche game that's so true. I'm sure as hell gonna play shack food you know what i mean i can't wait to see what it looks like on there yeah and i can't wait to play as barack obama and settle my score with kanye west quick question while we yeah. on the switch is the switch gonna get um streaming is the switch gonna get some standard shit that like oh, man that's the that's that's the big thing with Nintendo is they're by they're 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 tight like they 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 mouth shut on anything that they do ever. There's some third party stuff that you can get to stream the Switch. I've seen that, mm. but streaming and Nintendo's rules is very controversial. Um, there's a whole set of guidelines you have to follow on the Switch or any Nintendo product for you to stream it. Um, so I mean they're they're still. It's so strange to think about Nintendo because Nintendo is so forward thinking and so backwards thinking at the same time. They are just in two camps. I mean, they came out with the Switch, which is a beautiful product. It's one of the greatest consoles ever, in my opinion. Just flat out, ever. Great, man. Yeah, they did it. It's fantastic. However, that being said, the voice chat thing, the streaming thing, the IP thing... Like, just the way that they handle, like, if your Switch gets stolen, backing up your data, getting your game downloads, like, game transfers, backwards compatibility. It's just, they don't think about this stuff. And even though I love the Switch, like, I think that's what makes Nintendo. Nintendo, to me, is like that crazy old neighbor that lives next door to you who puts, like, the chain link fence in the front yard on a neighborhood where there's no other fences in the front yard and he's got a chicken coop in the back and he's just got weird posters of Tiffany just all around his living room and you're like, I don't know what you're doing, man, but I kind of want to know you. Like, that's that's uh, that kind of dude. You lost me because that guy sounds like he's prepared for whatever <laughs> and I'm sure he has a bunch of fucking guns and he'll be the last one to get taken and probed. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. Um, uh, let's see what else we got here this week. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is going on this week, man. It's like, I'm just picturing Cloverfield. I don't even, uh. uh Cloverfield, times, man, Shaq Fu's gonna be, Shaq Fu's gonna be great, man. That, Shaq Fu's gonna be That third Cloverfield movie. That movie oh, is terrible. Yeah, that yeah, movie's yeah, terrible. yeah, yeah. Uh, 
there's been images online. If you want to go look these up, uh, I'll put it up on the Twitter. But uh, Crash Pandicoot Nintendo Switch Pro Controller is out. Uh, it looks dope, man. That's that, that Pro Controller design. Beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous. There's, uh, in television, uh, if you haven't heard that name in a while, they're building a new console. In television is building a new console. Todd, when's the last time you heard the name in television? I don't even remember, sir. Like, this is all on you, man. <laughs> like, this is, yeah. This, drive this one. I don't, I hadn't heard this shit in a long time. He-Man, maybe. Yeah, like, it's been a long time. Okay, so some things that they got from the press release here for Intellivision. Uh, the system will support Wi-Fi connections. Uh, SD memory cards will be supported. It's going to come with a free library of 60 to 80 of the original Intellivision games. Wow. Um, seven updated versions of Intellivision original games at launch. 30 to 60 new titles at launch. It'll be aimed squarely at casual gamers with an emphasis on social experiences. Uh, the disc-shaped pad for the Intellivision will be the uh, primary controller, but there will be other controllers available. They say that they're shooting for a price point that's way less than $200. So, And they're not going to do crowdfunding. They're not going to do crowdfunding, which tells me that they've got some financing. Um, I mean, there's an interest in these retro market games. I mean, we've, we've seen the teaser from Nintendo where they're starting to patent Nintendo 64 stuff again because they're going to... Everybody's saying that the next step for Nintendo, because you had the mini NES, the mini SNES, and now they're going to do the mini N64. So, I mean, there's a... We got the Atari thing that we talked about. This market's yeah. interesting. I'm, I'm real interested to see where this goes and if places like Sony kind of take up this and say, all right, well, let's do the PS1 mini and get that sucker out there. Well, and I mean, it's just... Gaming has aged with us, man. It's not like when we were kids. It was such a new thing. It was like, you know, oh, my God, where is this going to go? It's, you know, you can plug up something on your TV and, and turn something into from a passive form of entertainment to active form of entertainment. And people want that nostalgia. You said it the other day, man. Nostalgia is a great it's a, it's a drug. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a hell of a drug. Uh, hell, yeah. So, you know, as as the gaming industry and the gaming community or a segment in that market um gets older these things will become you know more relevant i think and i think they're a good idea it's cool especially get bang yeah. for your book you know my question though my, my my question to anybody in our audience who has these mini consoles is do you still play them i'd like to know that um after what a year of the snes two or three years of the mini nes is like are you still playing on these consoles or have they gone into the closet into the attic <laughs> And being but you know what? A lot of people that fuck with it, it's it's like you're a collector, bro. I am. I it's am just about kind of collecting it, and you you might not play it for a year, but just that you have it. That's so true. I don't know. You know, maybe as long as they're not trying to price gouge you, I think I think it's cool. Keep the yeah. culture going. I don't know, and it's weirdly that I'm more excited about the Intellivision and the Atari than I was about any of the Nintendo stuff. But that's probably also because I still have those systems. Like, and I've got that Raspberry Pi set up in my living room for when I want to actually play those old school games and, you know, all those collections. So, uh, big news for mobile gaming community. Uh, the Star Ocean mobile game is coming to the West in July. So, if you've been looking forward to this, it's been Japan only for quite a long time. If you're a Star Ocean fan, I've heard good things about this. I like Star Ocean series, uh, so their mobile game is coming. Uh, it's going to be an action RPG. 
just like the other games in the series. Uh, Pokemon Quest, the free Pokemon game on Switch, which launched earlier this week, has already surpassed 1 million downloads. 1 million. I downloaded it. I didn't play it, but I downloaded it. (laughs) I'm probably going to get into it tomorrow a little bit, but... What's the deal with this Pokemon, man? Uh, we got a couple pieces of news about Pokemon. All right, so Pokemon Quest is a free downloadable game from the Nintendo Switch. It looks it's it's got the blocky art style, so it almost looks like Minecraft Pokemon. Um, they've done this before, though. I mean, Pokemon free downloads is not a new thing. It's these are free to start games. They've had these games on the 3DS before. So it features a blocky voxel style similar to Minecraft. It's set in Tumblecube Island featuring cube-shaped Pokemon called uh, Poke, Poke, Pokexel. Pokexel. Um, <laughs> they're originally from the Red and Blue series. You that can sound like an Instagram name. <laughs> sounds like a very dirty Instagram name. That's, just, that's, that's what I'm saying, Adult-only yeah. ones. Um, one of those old those bots. Damn bots. <laughs> Hey, do you want to meet singles in your area? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Players can build base camps while attract Pokemon onto their team. While running the island, they can bring up three. They can bring three Pokemon with them to attack other Pokemon. The player needs to wait for a meter to fill up and tap for a move for the Pokemon to attack. At the base camp, you can cook food to attract more Pokemon. It's a very simple, free to start game. Um, Yeah, it's it's going to mobile. So that's this kind of game. So don't expect too much depth out of something like this. It's a casual game. It's a casual Pokemon game. Uh, speaking of casual Pokemon games, we've got a trailer for this week for the Switch. we got Pokemon coming out in November. Let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee for the Switch to be released on November 16th. That's, that's, that's interesting. I'm not sure how I feel about this one. That's the one I want. This is what I wanted to hear about. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm letting you breathe on this one simply because, so... Do tell, sir. Okay, so I'm a Pokemon fan. We've talked about this. I've been playing Pokemon since it was out in middle school. I've played all the versions of it. Um, played Pokemon Go for a while. This is a hybrid between Pokemon Go and Pokemon Full on the Switch, which I find fascinating. They've designed a Pokeball to be purchased with this product so you can take your Pokemon on the go and level them up, which I find interesting. I don't know as a 32-year-old man that I'm going to be carrying a Pokeball with me all over the place. I absolutely know that you will. You know I will. You know I will. Hey, do you want to see my Pokeball? Uh, <laughs> 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 I put a nice sticker on my Pokeball. No, nah, real shit, though. That's kind of player line, though. That's kind of player line. That could work. You really know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. Depending, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, girl, you want to see my Pokeball? Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's a Pokeball, Dirty Mind. Yeah, it's an actual Pokeball that I'm <laughs> carrying with know, me. Next thing you know, digital titties. Yep, digital titties. That's what it is. Uh, but Pokemon Pokemon Go, uh, if you were one of the few people that didn't play it, it basically allowed you to go walking in the universe. And by that, I mean the real world, not the digital world, to catch other Pokemon. Um, it's You're going to be able to import your Pokemon Go into the Let's Go games. There's battles. They've got a Pokeball. You walk around in a digital world and catch other Pokemon. And then you put the Pokemon in your red Pokeball. And then you walk the Pokeball out into the real world. And you carry a red ball around you with while playing with your cell phone. 
You carry a red ball while playing with your cell phone. That's all right, no, you no mind, no mind. You just, you just read it all the way back. It's weird now. It Never is. Never mind. It gets weird. It gets weird. <laughs> See, I don't know. Yeah, it, it'll probably be short lived. Like you'll probably carry the Pokemon ball around. It doesn't work out like you want, yeah. and then you'll be like, "Damn, looking for the next thing." Well, I'm just gonna have my jeans on, and I'm gonna wear my skinny jeans as a fat guy, and I'm gonna put my <laughs> Pokeball in my pocket. <laughs> If you ever fucking wear skinny jeans, bro, I'm gonna I'm gonna record that shit and I'm putting it up on Facebook as an intervention. I will never wear skinny jeans, dude. My thighs are fucking huge. There's not wearing skinny jeans for me. There's they'll go. I see people wearing skinny jeans and I'm like, that looks uncomfortable. Hey uh, man, you know, and that, this is part of the old man talking here, man. Or maybe you know, we're from South Side, from the South Side. I, I, it, hey, it just it is what it is. Fuck I'm bro. from the it original. Like, you know, I, I don't want to be that old man going back in my day, but yo, back in my day, we wore clothes that made sense. I'm just saying not always, not always. It does sound like back in, back in my day. I know I pulled it back in my day. <laughs> back in my day, we had Pokemon on a GameCube. Like that's we, it. Game Boy. That's it. We didn't walk around and with red balls in our pockets trying to catch these little, little creatures. Baby blue. Maybe yeah. blue, but we, that's because we was on a mission. <laughs> that was, a, yeah, we was on a mission. You know, I didn't walk around a park going, ah, tickle my fancy Pikachu, and then pull my red ball out. That's not a thing I did. <laughs> we, <laughs> we got way off topic. Uh, hey man, fuck man, that's what makes it fun. Yes, but it is. anyway. Uh, the additional announcement though is that they are releasing a full Pokemon RPG on the Switch for 2019. So, these are the games to tie people over. Here's the thing that I think. If they wouldn't have announced all of this at once, people would have been pissed off. But people are in love with this news. And I get why. But if they would have just announced one of these things, you know, people would have been pretty pissed off. And I can understand why. But, you know, we're we're coming to an age where I can't wait for the next Pokemon game. Um, I mean, most, most people, that Pokemon's huge. Yeah, Especially for the back-to-exclusives. Yeah, if you look over on my bookshelf, not only do I have an Ash, um, an actual Ash figurine, I've also got a Pokey Index and the Complete Indigo League on DVD. So, I mean, it's it's something I grew up with. It's always going to be in my life. Um, it's still, those 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 parodies, those porn parodies of Pokemon were just too easy to... to Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, new and- no disrespect intended, man. It's just this whole yeah. Morgan Freeman Cosby thing got me going crazy. I don't yeah. want it anyway. Go, go, yeah. go ahead. Battlefield Five trailer drops. Yes, Battlefield May 23rd. Yes, drop date of October 19th. Did you watch this trailer, bro? Did you watch yes, this trailer? Man. Holy you know I shit, with Battlefield, bro. You no, know I fucks with Battlefield. Holy um, shit, right? Yeah, I mean, it makes me happy and sad again too, though. Yeah. Kind of like the switch. You know what I'm saying? Like Battlefield Five. Call of Duty Black Ops 3. Part of me wants to get back into that whole ride, but it's also it's also one of those things. I, I don't I don't know. Like, what do you really expect? Even though it, it looks great, like they're doing their normal yeah. seasonal thing, getting everybody all riled up. How do you how do you really feel about it after watching the trailer? I love it, dude. I'm 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 absolutely I think it looks beautiful. Here's the thing about Battlefield. I've heard a lot of people complain about World War II, and it's like Look, man, they did Modern Warfare stuff. Uh, Call of Duty did Modern Warfare stuff. Battlefield has also done modern stuff. Uh, they've done Battlefield 1, which went back to World War I. And they've done all of this. Like, going back to World War II, fine. That's not why I play Battlefield. I don't give a crap about the setting. The reason I play Battlefield and the reason that I enjoy it is for the large maps and the large 
you know, deathmatch style games that they have. I, you could put it anywhere. I don't care. Like at that point of the day, I'm playing Battlefield. As long as they don't screw up like uh, Call of Duty did with the loot boxes and that stuff, where it actually affected the game. As long as they don't bring that into it, I'm fine. And this game looks beautiful. It looks absolutely yeah. gorgeous. I mean, that's how I honestly feel about it. Um, because the maybe we can get Willie great. and Andrew on it when it comes out. Yeah, for a little while and see. Yeah, that would be fantastic, man. I mean, how do you feel about it? Like, how do you really? No, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm I'm a fan and I support Battlefield even more so than than Call of Duty. You know what I mean? It it looks great. I'm kind of gonna I'm gonna stay a little bit reserved on this one because I know we'll talk about it heavier as it as it comes closer to release. Uh, And this is one I want to reserve my opinion. I don't want to stay on be on one side or the other. Until we get a little bit closer, get a little bit more information on it. But it's I'm keeping my eye out on you, Battlefield Five. See what you're gonna do. Absolutely. I mean, I've already got my pre-order set ready to go. Um, just because I know I'm gonna play it regardless. I mean, Battlefield Four was one of those games that when the PlayStation first launched, there was nothing else. You had Battlefield Four, so I played probably 150 hours on Battlefield Four. Just loved every it's, minute yes. of it. Yeah, and that's it. I mean, Battlefield 4, if I'm going to compare experiences, Battlefield 4 was what it was. Like, I didn't support the last Call of Duty. So, you know, Absolutely. I'm excited about it, but it's still, I mean, the drop date, October 19, is, is that is that right? Is that, yeah, is that October 19th. Yeah. yeah, October yeah, 19th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we, we don't have too much time for it, you know yeah. what I mean? But I, I get it a little bit closer get a little bit more intel on that one here's what i'm excited about with that october 19th date is uh it's coming out right when the heat goes away in texas so yeah well hopefully (laughs) hopefully man i remember one october like i went to a haunted house in texas of course because i've been in texas my whole life but i went to a haunted house in texas it was like october 14th it was 87 degrees outside i was so pissed off i was so pissed (laughs) off i was so mad man and I got a little south. Got a little south. I just bought a new Resident Evil hoodie that I was all ready to wear to this thing. And uh-huh. It was so hot. Oh, I still wore the hoodie. I still wore it. Of course. I sweated. I, I, I mean, I looked like a cucumber sweating in the microwave. Armpit but, sweat? <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. It was nasty. Oh, it was no. nasty. It was back in my yeah. stubborn days when I dressed whatever. Um, all right. Another piece of news. Guess what? Bethesda's revisiting the Fallout series, and I couldn't be more excited for this. I mean, I, that's the thing is I love Fallout. I will always love Fallout, even though Fallout 4 wasn't exactly my jam. They're doing something different with Fallout 76, which was announced this week. I've been doing some research and reading up on it. So, first of all, it's going to be a prequel to the entire series, um, by my understanding. It's going to take place before all the other Fallout games. Fallout 76 is also going to be an online survival RPG in the same vein as Rust, which is a huge game or ARC survival evolved. These big online survival games. I find that fascinating that they've gone this route. And if Bethesda can bring some... Because the problem is is that you always see with these games, um, these survival games, is they're fun for a little bit. But because there's no storyline, there's no quest, you have to be really dedicated and you have to be willing to play with other people. But Bethesda, yeah, exactly. Bethesda is bringing story into this. So I'm kind of fascinated to see the hybrid of these two types of games, if you will. Because it's still going to be that RPG. 
I, and I get it. And we've we've discussed the Fallout series. It's one of it's another one of those games. I recognize how people could objectively say it's a great game and really enjoy that game. It was one I just had trouble getting into. It was, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So fair enough. I'm hoping yeah. this one. I'm hoping this one will be the one. Like I just for me personally, like I'm hoping this will be the one. I'm like, okay, they're they're starting out with something fresh. They're trying something new. Um, I trust in Bethesda on, on certain games, and this this one looks like it's right in their little wheelhouse. So you know, I'm excited about this one. I'm excited to see when it when the news dropped. You know, you can feel the ripple through the whole community. Like, oh, oh yeah. okay, hold on. What the hell's going on here? Fallout's about to drop another one. Um, you know the homie at work loves Fallout. He's on Fallout right now, and I know this is right uh, up your wheelhouse because you know <laughs> what you said on the on that last Fallout game. Your favorite thing to do? What in Fallout? Uh, you mean take the rocket sledgehammer and just beat the shit out of mutants just constantly? Just take that rocket sledgehammer and that- just right to the head. Also, what, what and what happens like the intelligence portion of everything? Oh, you're talking about Fallout New Vegas. Fallout New yeah. Vegas. My favorite thing to do is set my character's intelligence completely to zero, so he's just a big dum dum, so that people when they talk to you treat you like a giant child, and your responses sound like Kevin from The Office when he stops using words, and he's just like me no like me want drugs, like just the that's beautiful to me, just beautiful man. That is my favorite yeah. thing, man. Just get that dialogue right, and I'm sold in a heartbeat. Me want pretty girl. Like, you just <laughs> talk like you just... Me want red Pokeball. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, here's the thing about the name title. If anybody's confused, Fallout 76 actually refers to Vault 76, which was a control vault of 200-plus people. I think they missed an opportunity here, though, Todd. I really do. Because in Fallout lore... I wish they would have done Vault 77. You know what was locked in Vault 77 at the time of the nuclear apocalypse? One man and a crate full of puppets. I really really wish they would have done Vault 77 instead of 76. I want to be that crazy guy rolling around with my partner as a puppet. And just have the puppet hold a gun and have me hold a gun. It just you're saying you know you know some episodes when we just like it it comes it gets to a dark place. That was yeah. we were almost we were almost there, Brian. Let's <laughs> let's bring it on back. It's like peeling an the, onion. The... You're, you're just seeing <laughs> further into my mindscape. I mean, that's what you gotta love the games, baby. It yeah. kind of levels and mellows down. Would you be I'm surprised you, to see that I have a book on the history of puppets? Uh, no, I wouldn't. I mean, come on, bro. I told you, you're in the twenty percent. <laughs> <laughs> It's a history of puppets, and then I have a history of the Muppets. Uh, oh, man. I love the Muppets. Wrong with that, though. Love the Muppets. As do I. Good, good old public service. I mean, bu- public television, man, at its best. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, a couple more pieces of news here. According to GameSpot, Fortnite for the Switch is very likely happening soon. Bringing Fortnite to the Switch, man. Yes. Bring- Switch is winning, bro. That's- and see... Fortnite on the Switch is an even more dope idea. It's it's just like the Shaq Fu. For me personally, as a consumer, I'll probably have more of an uh, uh, an an experience on my Switch through Fortnite than I would at the house. Just for how I live my life, I'm busy. Yeah. It'll probably be easier for me to carry it, my Switch on the go and have it wherever I like and try to get some Fortnite in as opposed to being at the house. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm really actually excited for, I'm, I'm definitely going to have to, to fuck with Fortnite on the switch. 
Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, it, Switch is winning, bro. Especially because they've set up Epic Games has crossplay. So if somebody's playing on the PS4, somebody's playing on a PC, somebody's playing on a Switch, somebody's playing on Xbox, we all get to play together. That's what I'm saying. Gamers unite. It's dopeness at its at its finest, man. So yeah, I'm I'm excited about that for real, for real. Absolutely. I mean, everybody knows about Fortnite, man. It's taking over everything. It's some it's it's ruining other stuff, you know. Did you hear about just to segue, not segue, but to rabbit chair real quick. Did you hear about um what uh Xbox is doing with uh fucking just lost me gears of war no i did not gears of war is supposed to rumors okay rumors rumors you know, nothing. Yeah, yeah rumors yeah they're, they're supposed to adopt a battle royale type game really? i think they're coming out with three or four games specifically with gears of war like halo 6 and we'll see more probably when um fucking on e3 but it's it's crazy how that's happening. I don't even think that like Battle Royale could work with Gears of War. So I'm, it's not a good idea for everything. But Fortnite on the Switch, that's going to be a great experience. Yeah, I Fortnite think. on the Switch, man. The Battle Royale style, too, is really just taking over everything. I find it very fascinating. Um, that doesn't mean everything should do a Battle Royale. <laughs> like, Call of Duty Battle Royale is going to be weird, man. Like, I, <laughs> I prefer, like, Team Deathmatch in those kind of yeah. games or capture the flag. Um, Overwatch Blizzard said specifically that they will not be doing a battle Royale ever. Uh, so we'll see if they go back on that though. It just depends, man. You see that market change, but here's the thing I love about Blizzard though, man. And I know I'm segueing, I'm rabbit jumping here, but Blizzard is one of those gaming developers, man. They just always do their own thing. They have always done whatever they want to yeah. do. They have, they set trends in the market just because they are who they are. Um and last piece of news, Assassin's Creed Odyssey teaser has dropped shortly before E3. New Assassin's Creed, new Assassin's Creed, new Assassin's Creed. I'm excited Woo! after Origins, man. I'm man, excited, on, bro. Origins you know put I that as well. Origins put that AC blood back into my veins, man. It put that blood yeah. back into my veins. I'm interested I'm, to see where I, this one goes. I'm excited, man, and then it's supposed to be set in ancient Greece. Hopefully Ooh. we can see some. This is we saw that this is Sparta kick off the cliff. Yes. Ah, uh, you know I mean, man, I, I we just did a recent top heroes. You know how I feel about Bayek, and you know how proud I was of Ubisoft for you know what they gave us with Assassin's Creed. That's just a personal favorite. You know it it didn't. Some people didn't like it. Some people did. I love that damn game. Like I'm looking probably to get possibly get the DLC for Assassin's Creed Origins. Um, but definitely looking forward to Odyssey, man. The fact that they're turning around makes it look great. The little bit of information I have about it, I kind of looked at it. It's kind of maybe supposed to be like Black Flag. Maybe if you mix oh, Black Flag, Flag in Origins, that'd be I cool. Hear. Yeah. So you know, I'm 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 actually really look. That's another one. I'm, I'm just I mean I'm getting that day one. I mean I got to. They just they did a great job with Origins, so I'm back in that universe. Ten toes down. You know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, I'm diving in. Here's the other thing, too. I said to I said a crossover Sorry. that I'd want eventually in the future is uh <laughs> is Assassin's Creed and God of War. I'm just saying they're going to ancient Greece, Greek mythology. I'm just saying put a DLC in there where we get God of War, where we get Kratos and Assassin's Creed. Man, I, want I mean that. that that would be, that that feels like a short game though. Oh no, it's a short game. I mean, he just kills everything. Like 
they're humans. He they don't have a chance against Kratos. Boy. Boy. Just say cousin <laughs> boy. Uh that's interesting too. Um also one thing here I, we're not going to go into details of it cuz we're definitely going to be covering E3. Um but here's uh if you want to go check out Polygon's article, they did a great article on rumors and announcements and predictions for E3. Um I think they're pretty spot on. Um we won't go into all of it here. We'll actually cover the announcements. But uh, I definitely recommend going to check out that Polygon article. It's 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 pretty fantastic. They go into some good detail there. Uh, that's been it for the news. Uh, we're going to be back with our roundtable sec- segment, section, segment, whatever. Yeah. Uh, where we're discussing... Uh, <laughs> where we're going to be discussing the military in the future and how gaming's affecting culture as far as military culture is concerned. All right. We'll be back. Welcome back to Skip the Tutorial, number uh, four podcast now on Gilbert Gottfried's Twitter page. We've dropped another level. He just retweeted. <laughs> uh, he just retreated GameSpot. You know what? Though we're hanging out with GameSpot and IGN and Giant Beast, and Giant Bomb. I'm feeling pretty good about that, Todd. I don't know how you're feeling. Yeah, man. About that. That's what I'm saying, man. I like those guys for the most part. Those those are all people reputable and and I fucks with tough. That's that's what's up. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I'm All just right. glad Gilbert Godfrey. I still be bugging off of that. Off of that, you know, just, just <laughs> an appreciative place, man. That's Gilbert Godfrey's funny as shit. He is he's a classic guy. Yeah, yeah. He, he kills me, man. He's a uh, he's one of those dudes that says some very, very inappropriate and crazy things, and he, only he can say them because of the way he delivers those jokes. He cracks hey, me up, man. He's a funny he's like dude. Jadena level classic man. Yeah, <laughs> man. Like he, uh, they got a great documentary on Hulu about him. Um, uh, called Gilbert. It's fantastic. It's a Hulu original. I never thought I'd say there's a great Hulu original out there, but <laughs> you know what? I'll take it. Uh, we're in the roundtable segment. Todd, what are we discussing this week, my friend? Man, we're talking about why the military can't find any recruits, and this was inspired by just we were sitting around talking about that uh, good old Joe Rogan. Yeah, <laughs> you man. Know what I'm the homie, man. I fucks with Joe Rogan. I like Joe and, Rogan. Like. Yeah, and I mean, this was particularly Clank came from a recent episode where yeah. they asked that specific question, and I wasn't—I re- was halfway paying attention to it. But video games and the advent, just internet culture in general, yeah. they said it was like a direct correlation with the effectiveness of the military being able to, um, you know, recruit enough people. Like I, and I started looking into a couple of articles about it, and I mean, some of the key takeaways it was i think it was like 71 percent of young americans between 17 and 24 are ineligible to to serve in the military it's like 24 million of 34 million people of that age group aren't aren't even eligible right yeah you know of course they're saying it was staying stuff like the military depends on the constant flow of volunteers each year as the number of eligible americans declines it is increasingly difficult to meet military needs and manpower shortage in the United States armed forces directly compromises national security. And they were basically saying that from his perspective, the the special force guy, I don't remember his name, was, you know, hey, man, people are just sitting around and, you know, they're just, you know, you, you can't join the military with diabetes. And you yeah. don't get outside. And you're playing a game and everything else like Rogan questioned it. So I really had a question in my mind of, OK, 
is that really the only reason or is is that a reason or are video games negative because we also use video games to train our military yeah we do so i actually wanted to get your your point of view on that man and, and kind of bring that up here is more of a question i mean i think it's a it's an interesting perspective if you will where this guy is coming <laughs> from um i mean video games inherently are not evil or bad or make people lethargic that's just facts that's just true i i mean most people i know who play video games most people you know who play video games we don't do a whole lot of other casual activities like we don't watch a whole lot of television we go to see movies in the theaters that we like but these are our hobbies these are the things that we spend the majority of our time doing uh, we talk about a lot of people on the show like big willie or um, I know when Big Willie gets home, he plays video games from the time he gets home. This is his time off, though. These are the hobbies that he has. In fact, I think if anything, it would make it the opposite. If you get a understanding of war from video games, it would make you more conscious. And I think even if you're getting a reduction of recruits, maybe you're getting an influence of recruits who actually understand what they're going in for. Um, instead of adapting a model that because the, the the military model, yeah, it relies on volunteers. And I'm not a military man, but just from my perspective, it relies on volunteers going into the service. But a lot of the times what you see is people going into the service because they don't have another option. You know, I mean, they're going to pay for your college. You don't have a lot of money. You don't have a job. You don't have a skill set. So you go into the military. That's kind of the thing that you do. I mean, Drew Carey talked about this on the Mark Marin show. He went into the Marines. Uh, he went to the Marine Reserves because he had no no other option. And you see that quite a bit. And when you design it as kind of a last place or last last stand chance, and that's kind of the reputation it has, instead of being an interesting place where you can get a different type of education, I think blaming the video games is a very myopic opinion because it's like blaming yeah. anything for anything else. I mean, I remember back in the 90s, I don't know if you remember this, you remember the commercials for the Marines? You remember those? Yeah, of course. Yeah, the sword and everything else. And like yeah. that made me want to be a Marine for a long time because they made that look dope as hell. Why? Because it looked like an action star. It looked like somebody in my video games that I wanted to be. I didn't end up joining for particular reasons, mostly because I can't run. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Well and, and and I mean, okay, so that's what they're what the the point part of the point they were trying to say like as far as the ineligibility but i also look at it too from especially from the 90s i mean i played video game i've been playing video games as far as i can remember me too i also played sports in in high school the reason why i couldn't join the military was because of my sports playing you know like i went to meps and everything like we've talked about this like i tore my acl blew my knee out got screws on my knee because of like i still tried to go to the marines and and i tried to figure out a way to get in the army but you know um when i went for the marines i went to mips you know if military in new orleans i'm I'm getting they strip you down to your drawers and you do your duck walk or whatever else they see the big scar on my leg automatically send me to the orthopedic i'm ineligible i passed the scores i was still an athlete everything else and so could that that's a part of it as well it had nothing to do with my gaming hobby from birth it felt like you know what i'm saying it just had to do with circumstance um and i don't know man from my little funny perspective like i wonder if you know that at the rate we locking people up a lot of the people that we yeah. lock up <laughs> like they used to be in the military 
Yeah, dude. So I mean, are we trade? Are we trading? You know, war dogs for slave labor? Like, yeah, I don't, like you know, that's a, that's a like, real thing, man. You know, is that a thing too? Or and I mean, I think I I would say I don't I don't discount the possibility that gaming culture could be nipping off a bit of a percentage as well yeah. as. Like the food, the bad food that we eat, we got to get that shit under control. Well, also jobs mental health, being less physical, mental health jobs being less physical, trade jobs going away. I don't discount that, but I don't think that's like the main reason why. I don't even like. What do you do? You, do you think anything could have to do with like people remembering what happened with the war that wasn't too long ago, and people having yeah. a bad taste in their mouth? Or like, what do you think about that? I mean, I'm sure it does, man, because it's it's the idea, too, is that as the public becomes more educated because of things like video games and the Internet, you start to realize that some of the wars we were involved in and some of the deaths that occurred weren't were, were avoidable. They were avoidable through other things like diplomatic reconnaissance or diplomatic speaking and, you know, people who weren't willing to go to the toe to toe with that. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, you got to also remember, too, we got audience members in our audience who are military. They play yep. video games. That's what they do. They, they find casual relaxation from video games. So so to try to pin it on video games alone is a very dangerous concept. It's a very dangerous idea because video games at the end of the day are escapism. Like at the end of the day, that's what they are. So it's like blaming anything else for all of this. I mean. If you really want to go after somebody, somebody who shares more of a blame, like you talked about earlier, food manufacturers, the amount of sugar we put in, put in things. I mean, look at the bread we have. Look at the, the bread that we serve to children in schools. Like, that's sugar. That's a dessert almost, how much sugar is in those things. Sodas. Sodas. Cokes. Like, I drank Coke as a kid. I wouldn't touch the shit now because that shit, I realized how bad that <laughs> shit was, man. Like, it's terrible for you. But at you know, when you get really down to it, it's the more informed we are, the more decisions we can make. I think overall as a society, we have a lot of problems and we talk about these problems all the time. I think we're taking generally good directional steps. We're taking steps back. Yes, but we're becoming better people. We're becoming better humans and realizing that taking lives is not that easy and it shouldn't be taking somebody else's life, no matter who they are, no matter what side they stand on even if they're terrorists, that should not be an easy conscious decision to make ever. It should be a decision that is well thought out. But part of the issue too, is that we go into these trainings and people go into the military and they're taught to kill. And there's a lot of mental health issues of people coming out of the military too, who have seen combat. Um, it's not, I don't think it's as bad as it once was, but then again, you know, people go into the military and they see that they go into the military and then they come back and how are they treated? Once they leave the military, you know, do we have programs set up for vets? Not really. We treat our vets like crap too. I mean, so like at the end of the day, it is a, there's, there's a lot of problems. I think it's more complicated. We always talk about this. It's way more complicated than just saying people are fat and lazy because they play video games. Like, How can that be a thing? Exactly. And I mean, I don't know. I think, I think it kind of just, I think it kind of hit my ears a certain kind of way because I got, I, I mean, a military family, you know, my yeah. grandfather's in the military, my grandfather's, everybody knew him as Sarge, you know what I mean? Fought in the Vietnam War, Korean War. Um, my mother was in the National Guards. My uncle is a Marine, like people that's close to me. I tried to join the military, like I said, you know, so I have a, a, a respect for the military on a level 
Um, Absolutely. And it's, it was just an interesting thing because, I mean, I, I deal with the game and, and it, I, I pose the question more so, like, could it could it be in effect? Potentially. Potentially. But I think that I'm, I'm aligned with you, man. I think it has a lot more to do with a lot of other factors. You know I what mean, I'm saying? I mean, because the flip side of it is, like we like we said, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I mean, I was going to say it's 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 military deserves the utmost respect. That's not an easy job, regardless of who you are getting into the military, doing what you do. That's not easy. I got friends in the military. My uncle was Air Force. My grandfather was a Navy man for 20 years, served on the first nuclear sub in the United States, you know, served on that sub. This this is a thing that's not an easy job and it's not easy on the families. And you have to understand it's like. People take that into consideration now because we have more information available. You can go to a recruitment office and they can spill all this information to you. But you can go online and read actual stories of what it's really like, not the information that you're given at the recruitment office. Um, Now, that being said, too, I think that if the military would embrace video games more like they've been trying to do, I think you would see an actual recruitment uptake. Because I think if you embrace video games, if you embrace that style, I mean, look what they're doing on subs now. Did you know that to control telescopes on subs, they're using Xbox 360 controllers? They're using $25 Xbox 360 controllers to control telescopes on nuclear subs now. All right. So, I mean, that kind of brings me to the point. So you're taking the stance more so of like it's a choice, like people are just choosing not to as opposed to actual eligibility to even make it yeah in the pool yeah like it's it's i think it's more of a choice and it's like you know like this whole idea of like them embracing video game culture you know to kind of up recruitment would be really cool i mean we've grown up with video games our entire lives how many how many households have video games you know in them today i mean it's millions right it's millions gotta yeah of course yeah Absolutely. And I mean, it's it's like you said, it's not like the military isn't already using video games. And I mean, I think part of it, too, has to do with we just don't use as many actual humans in battle anymore since drones and things like that came along. So I definitely know they use games as simulators for that. I mean, I even had to look up a few that military actually uses like virtual reality combat training. Full spectrum warrior. That's on Xbox Tactical Iraqi PC. Yeah, America's Army Virtual Battles. Cause so they are already trying to use it. I just find it, you know, a, just like an interesting question. Is kind of throw out there in the universe out into the tribe to see, hey, like, what do you guys think about it? Like, do, does it have a? Is there a cause and effect with that, or is it just, or what other factors do you think it is? Just in the today's climate. I don't know. I just think it's an interesting perspective. Plus, Memorial Day just passed, so we always got to, you know, pay attention and pay homage to the the troops. Um, But I do find it funny, man. Things changed after 9-11, and even with our sports, the NFL started, you know, pumping up a lot more military commercials and things like that. It's a lot of money gained. So, I mean, they've been clearly trying to bolster the overall recruitment efforts and, and trying to maintain it. I think that's something else. That's a whole nother story. I think that's where a lot of things got crossed up with sports in the military, where it didn't used to be an issue. So maybe maybe it's something they're trying to tie video games into that as well, when it's just an overall issue that has nothing to do with the things that they're trying to focus on. But I, I don't know. I don't have the answer. But I just think it's an interesting question right now in today's climate. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I, it's I don't believe 
I, I think it would be also very myopic of us to say that video games and this kind of culture that's developed around video games didn't have an effect on the military. I mean, I, I'm, go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead, man. No, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, it, it definitely has had an effect. I mean, you, you can see that over the last 30 years, negative, positive, whatever it is. It's had some form of effect of how we see the military, because let's be real honest, you know, back in the 80s, you weren't, I mean, you, you clearly didn't have games like Battlefield. You didn't have games like Call of Duty. You didn't have Vietnam games. You didn't have these, uh, what was the big one back in the Medal of Honor, you know, of actually seeing the military. And it may not be the full military experience. It's not reality in any sense of the imagination, but it gives you more of a concept than reading a war story or reading a book because you're actually in combat digitally in the video game itself. Um, you know, and whether it gives false representation or false reality or false concerns. I mean, I remember the big deal of Call of Duty. You remember when Call of Duty first dropped? People were like, oh, yeah, it feels so real because it only takes like two or three shops to drop somebody. You remember that? Like, that yeah. was a big yeah. deal. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, to say it hasn't had an effect, I mean, it definitely has had an effect, but I think it's a cascading effect of multiple parts of our society. It's multiple facets it. of our society that have affected it. Um, there's just more information available in the digital age. There's more technology available in the digital age, and there's more there's there's more reality available, if you will. A lot of people get this idea that because of the digital age, we have a disassociative reality, and in some parts, some neck of the woods, you do. Uh, but for people who actually sit there and read the truth or read the reality, and you know, we'll 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 look at all sides of an opinion. What you have a tendency to get is more of a constructed quilt of what reality is. So it gives you a better idea, a bigger picture, if you will. Um, yes, yes. So I think that the military itself, you know, going to the embracing of the new culture. I mean, drone war, you, you talked about that. I, I definitely wanted to talk about drones because drones is a video game. I, it's got real life consequences. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's a real fucked up video game. Like, <laughs> there's no resetting on that one, baby. No, game no, over. no. There's a uh, there's a movie that came out uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah, did you ever watch Breaking Bad? Yeah, I, I I missed the train. I tried to go back and watch it. I know it's a good one, but I couldn't get into the series, so no, I didn't. I didn't really get into it. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. I I really did it. But but Jesse from Breaking Bad, uh, he was the one that everybody was like, "Oh, Aaron Paul, he's his bitch all the time." That dude. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, he had a movie. Instantly, my favorite character. Me too. Me too. Anytime it's like Freddy Krueger. Anytime somebody says "bitch" all the time, I'm like, "All right, cool." Just <laughs> as long as you say it right, you gotta you gotta have a good bitch. Oh, bitch. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> anyway, so he had a movie come out a couple of years ago called Eye in the Sky. Uh, I believe it's on Amazon streaming. And if anybody wants to kind of understand what drone warfare is, I highly recommend it. Because he plays a um, drone pilot who, in a situation... They're making a critical decision of whether or not to bomb a known terrorist uh, harbor um, area, but there's children out front. There's children, you know, children just trying to play or sell or do whatever. And so you talk about real life consequences. And, you know, I mean, part of it, too, can be that video games can be a little bit, especially drone warfare. And then the further we get into technology and 
you know, people talking about the ideas of using robots in the future, which would be fantastic. Don't get me wrong. I, I'd rather see militarized robots fight each other. Actually, I'd short pick... circuit. Hell yeah, dude! So you, Johnny so Five. you want Terminator World to happen? I want. I want Terminator World. <laughs> I'd pay the pay per view to watch that shit. I would pay a pay per view so so uh, fast. Oh, uh, uh, President Camacho. President oh, Camacho. Man, okay. Uh, <laughs> but it, okay, to draw back, like I, I, I could, I could hear what you're saying though about the video games possibly affecting it too, and that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Such a good question. Um, just something to think about, you know, because. I don't know. I need to look at the data. He, the guy that was talking about it was was basically breaking down some of the high school data as far as the eligible recruits, just you know, in different types of sports, so on and so forth. And I, and I can see. I mean, we talked about Overwatch esports earlier and the effect of the culture. Like people are just kind of less into, you know. I mean, just <laughs> like look at a picture of people in the thirties and forties in PE and what they were doing, and and you can kind of look at what they're doing now. I mean, maybe it is some differences. Just my own personal perspective. I don't see as many people and kids just out riding bikes in gangs like we did a little bit. I mean, just that was like 20 years ago. Like, yeah. I remember staying outside all damn day. Now it would be like, I would almost look at some children like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Why but, are you uh, on Minecraft all day? Yeah. that's. I mean, it's kind of the reason why I kind of like the Switch idea because at least you can get out and walk. But I can I can see how it's possible potentially. But I'm I'm with you. I think, like you stated, man, you said the best thing. Well, you said it's it's a cascading effect of issues. Yeah. It's not just that for them to just nail that down and be like, oh, everybody, kids are just even lazier. I mean, that that might have something to do, but I don't I don't know. I don't, I don't think I think it'll all. They've always been different kind of excuses that people make yeah. for an overall agenda. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you because I think at the end of the day, too, we, we people fail to look at the household. Now, the modern household. Um, you know, I mean, when I was growing up, and I'm not trying to pull the old man card of uh, back of my day, uh, but this when is I, the, this is the third time today, bro. It's I know <laughs> it's stuck in my craw, man. I can't get it out. Uh, but no, like, like, legitimately, my mother had times where I could watch TV or play video games. It wasn't an all day thing, and like summertime, that was not an all day thing. Like that was not going to happen. It was get the hell out of the house. Mostly because I would drive her nuts. And she's like, you need to go outside and do things and play and whatever. But, I mean, it, it is a, it's, a, it's a cascading effect of we have a lot of different voices in America. And, you know, I hear Joe Rogan, because this came up on the Rogan show. You know, he talks about mandatory military service at a certain age and how it affects certain countries. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's interesting. Um. It's an interesting concept, but also at the same time, I think that the military in America, we're such a large country that it becomes a very complicated matter no matter where you're at because it's going to depend on several factors. It's going to depend on neighborhood. It's going to depend on income. It's going to depend on school systems. It's going to depend on education. It's going to depend on parentage. It's going to depend on a lot of things. Like just at the end of the day, like your diet is directly affected and they've proven this. It's like directly affected, not not necessarily completely by your parents or the way you were raised, but your diet can be directly affected by your school and the neighborhood you live in and the income class you have, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, when you really want to get down to big problems, our biggest problem is a disparaging uh, a disparity in wealth between, you know, the middle class is disappearing. We have 
a super rich upper class and then people are becoming more and more more people are living below the poverty line now and when you live below the poverty line what do you do for food you know you're not cooking at home all the time you're not making grilled chicken fast food's cheaper crap food's cheaper junk food's cheaper you know what though i think i think a point that they were trying to hit on normally that that class of people and you said this earlier yeah normally those are the people that the military have to pick from and from that class based on (laughs) these circumstances like you said like that that's a big reason that it's not just necessarily them staying inside playing games yeah but you know it's the addition when you look at it holistically all the way around it could definitely play a part. And like I said earlier, man, the more you lock people up like that, too, it's a lot of people that's locked up right now that I think would have their, their geniuses. That's what they made to do. They'd probably be better off doing some shit like that than, you know, making um, potatoes in Idaho. But to, like, kind of w- round it out for me is towards the end, like, is where it began for me. All of this kind of started where I was like, we got to talk about this because I was laying up with my old lady when we were watching it. And she said to me, she was just like, I wonder if the Koreans are watching this. Oh. And I don't know why that shit stuck with me. <laughs> like, I laughed about this. And I was like, we got to talk about this. That's a good question. Just you totally different. You so much younger and your perspective means a lot to me. So I don't know. At least throw the question out in the universe and see what comes back. Yeah, I mean, it's a good question, man, because it comes down to uh, overall culture of video games and how they affect the overall culture of the United States. Because you look at Japan, Japan's got a huge video game culture, huge video game culture. I would arguably say it's bigger than the United States. They have more releases over there that are exclusive to Japan, more handheld systems. Um, They've got more cell phone games, et cetera, et cetera we release the majority of our games over there. They don't release the majority of their games to the United States. So let's be honest. A lot of them we wouldn't play. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. I don't want to date an octopus. Um, (laughs) Just there's some weird games over there. As I say, that's a real game. Go look it up. Um, But no, I mean, it, it does come down to an overall question of how video games affect culture in general. And I think we don't know yet. I don't think there's enough information to understand because we're living in the video game age right now. Like, this is the technology age. And people say, how does technology affect culture? My question is, how does something like video games affect culture when there's so many, there's millions of households with video game consoles in them. Millions of households, not to mention PCs. And video game became news last year with EA. When that hit CNN with Battlefield 2, or not Battlefield, Battlefront 2. Battlefront 2, that became a big deal, and everybody was talking about it. My father knew what Star Wars Battlefront 2 was. That tells you something. That guy does not play video games at all. The last video game he played was Mario with me back in the day on the Nintendo. Oh, and the WrestleMania game for the Super Nintendo. You remember that one? I got in trouble. Classic, man. Classical. I got in trouble because I was like, knock, the, knock him the hell out. And I was like seven years old, and he got pissed off. He's like, what'd you say? Um, but no, I mean, it does come down to, we need more information like anything else. It'll, we need to see where it goes because I feel like evolutionarily speaking, we are going to change the society because of technology. I think a bigger problem is the addiction to social media. I think social media concerns are a big issue too. When you've got Instagram and Snapchat and Twitter and Facebook, et cetera, I think that can be a big concern as well. Um, over video games. I mean, you see more people looking down at their phones constantly, and I don't want to rant and rave at it because I look at my phone a lot too. 
Um, so you know, I don't. Well, wanna, I'm addicted as well. Yeah, I don't want to be too big of a hypocrite. On I that. was just thinking about give like going on a on a. It, it's it's a term now, like a social media fast for a little while. But you know, when you're doing this, you got life going on. It's kind of one of those things. Yeah. that's how a lot of us digest our information now. Un- unfortunately, fortunately, however you want to look at it. Yeah. So now that's a great point too. That's a great point too. Um, definitely. I think it's that. just an overall thing. And I would like to hear from the tribe on this to see what everybody thinks about this. Um, just to get an idea, especially somebody like Andrew, who's actually in the military. Like, yeah, man. Give us an idea of what you think about this concept and what this guy was talking about. Who are the recruits that you're seeing come in if you deal with that particular facet or newbies or green, green collars or, you know, who are you seeing come in that would affect your opinion on this one way or another? I'm very curious about this. Um, you know, it, it's going to be a complicated question no matter what. Just like anytime you're talking about sociology or, you know, anthropology. or I think people are going to look back on this time and they're going to see it as a real weird, strange time where things are starting to blow up. And they're going to realize, they're going to look back on it and say, we're on the verge of something great and we don't know it yet. Um, and I think video games have a lot to do with that too because that's a new form of storytelling. And nobody seems to embrace that part is that it's a new form of storytelling. And it's a very new form of storytelling. Narrative-based games have not been around that long. I mean, they just came out in our age, like our lifetime. So I think it's going to be interesting to see where that goes in 100 years. We won't be alive, maybe, unless we're replaced by robots. I welcome... I don't know, man. I, unless I might have cyborg legs. That would be dope. That'd be cool, man. I'm going to I'm gonna welcome our robot overlords. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> that's about it, man. Any final thoughts from you? I mean... I think you summed it up, bro. Like I said, it's just throwing out the question out there, man. And it's it's always a pleasure as usual, man. And 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 just to appreciate the folks. We still just trying to, you know, put whatever the best content we can out. And if you didn't like this, you know, hopefully, you know, we can make you more proud later on. But we're gonna definitely keep fucking with you, man. You know what I'm saying? Anything else for you, my brother? Man, that's it, dude. I, I don't think I'm any. I, I don't think I can reiterate it enough. I mean, it's the thing that we always say. It's way more complicated than it seems. And the thing that we want to bring a point across is when you listen to these discussions, take time to think about all sides of the issue. Take time to think about everything that could affect an issue, and you're going to realize things are not as simple as they seem. You're not gonna, just the comfortable positions. Yeah, don't get in this comfortable position. Sometimes you got to get out of that missionary style and into the doggy position. There uh, it is, man. <laughs> make yourself a little uncomfortable. You're going to find <laughs> out some things that you're going to find that you like, maybe. Maybe you didn't realize you would. Uh, if you were uncomfortable with certain th- topics, just, you know, go do some research on them. Go do some reading on them. Go listen to other people's opinions on them. I mean, I put me and you talk about this all the time. We put ourselves particularly out there. Um, and we will go find uncomfortable conversations intentionally sometimes to further expand our mindset. And, uh, Joe Rogan, I, we appreciate the crap out of what you do. And thank you so much for bringing your stuff all, all the time and giving us this little idea from your show. And I just want to say, uh, if you want to hear somebody get wrecked on Joe Rogan, go listen to that Candace Owens podcast. He just put out that was dope. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know who that is. But anyway, nobody man, needs to. Nobody needs to. Right. He wrecked her. Right. He wrecked her, though. It was fantastic. Um. All right. Well, that's been this week's edition of Skip the Tutorial. I just want to say, uh, as we always do before we sign off, stay humble. Stay humble. Stay humble.